This morning we believe, Lord, that you are here. Thank you, Lord, that the Ark of Covenant is here this morning, right in us. And as we come together, Lord, glorify your name. You release the presence of your spirit in this house. And as we come, Lord, this morning we ask you, help us to glorify Jesus. Help us to lift up that name. To exalt Him, the name above every other name. Let everything be about you this morning. Receive all the glory. Receive all the adoration. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Forever and forever. Come, I want you to lift your hands to heaven. I sense the anointing of God is falling in this place. And Lord, what I feel right now, this power I feel, Release it to your people right now. I declare in the name of Jesus that every stronghold shall be broken this morning. Every weapon, Lord, that's forming against your people shall have no effect, shall have no power over them. In the name of Jesus. Touch your people, Lord, with the marvelous anointing of your spirit. Come on, I declare it right now, Lord, row by row, seat by seat through this auditorium Lord let a new sound be lifted up in this place in the name of Jesus and let your power shake us Lord let us tremble under the mighty hand of God Woo! something is about to happen here Lord With great expectation we are standing here we say come Lord have your way have your way in this place Oh, Karabor, Emasek, Hidanamahanda, Lela Baskundor, Nibrimandish, Kebramor, Zibrovundush, Kartandish, Nendildramasoni. There is restoration in the house of the Lord. There is liberty in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is healing in the house of the Lord. There's miracles in the house of the Lord. There's breakthrough in the house of the Lord. There's victory in the house of the Lord. Receive your glory, Master. Come on, tell him, Lord, receive the glory. Receive the glory. We adore you this morning, Lord. There's no one like you. 
turn our eyes upon you. You are the miracle worker. It's all about you, Jesus. This church is your church. You are the head of this church. Come and do whatever you want to do this day. We promise you that all the glory will go to you. Lord, the lives that will be touched this day around the world, all the glory goes to you. Receive the highest adoration in the name of Jesus. My goodness gracious people, I feel the power of the Lord here. Thank you for your power. We will not leave like we came. We will not leave like we came. In Jesus' name. Listen to me. As every eye is closed, I anticipate breakthroughs today. I anticipate in my spirit miracles today. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Oh, how we long for you. How we long for you. We glorify you now and forevermore. What a presence of the Lord here. We sense you, Lord. We sense your presence. Make us sensitive to your Holy Spirit this morning. Make us sensitive. Come, don't rush. He's here. He's here.
give Jesus a great hand of praise this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Would you turn to somebody and tell them Jesus is here? Turn to somebody else and say today is your day for a miracle. Listen, let me just get this. If you believe that this is your day for a miracle, then I want you to shout like you believe it. I want you to clap like you believe it. Come on, I want you to jump like you believe it. I want you to come on, I want you to believe it. Release your faith and believe today is my day for a miracle. Now I say today is my day for a miracle. Today is my day for a miracle. Come on, somebody better hear me. Today is my day. Woo! For America! I just sense it in my heart that God is going to do something. I'm not leaving like I came in Jesus' name. Come on, God's going to do something in my body. Something, oh, come on, He's going to do something in my marriage. He's going to do something in my business. He's going to do something for my children. God is going to do something. I want you to get ready. Anything might happen in this place. I just sense the power of the Lord here. Well, welcome to Faith City. Another Sunday. I don't know what happened in the rugby. I just know Jesus is alive. And he's seated on the, he's seated on the throne. And he's soon coming back. We will be with him forever and forever. And while we wait, we will occupy, shake the gates of hell, win the lost at all costs. And um, I just want to have to quickly do that. Those who's watching us live, I, I know there's a lot of people watching us from Belgium, and the Philippines, and America, and from Canada, and from the uh, United Kingdom. So we want to welcome you all. Thank you so much for, for joining us and for all our friends in South Africa and around the world. God bless you. And then obviously the best of the best, Faith City. Thank you for being here. Thank God for technology, but there's nothing like the real deal. There's nothing like sitting in the anointing of God. There's nothing like sitting under the power of God. Where the power of God shakes you to your core and you are changed forevermore. And as you know, if you're here for the first time, you'll be challenged this morning. We challenge our people. That's what the anointing does. The anointing makes you uncomfortable. But it never keeps you in your, in your, in your comfort zone. It always shakes you to the next level. Because there's more in you than what you believe. Amen. Who believes that, by the way? Come on, let's go. We're going to worship the Lord with our substance, with our finances. And as always, we, we know the scripture that says that bring the tithe to the storehouse. So that there might, might be food in my house. And the Lord says, He says, and try me in this. Taste me in this. And see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. And pour out such a blessing upon you that you will not be able to contain. So I believe today is going to be a good message for those who wants to hear this. He's going to challenge you, take you to another dimension. This is what the tithe does. The tithe challenges us. Take us into a dimension where we trust God and say that everything that's mine is His. Nothing that we have belongs to us, you know, nothing. Nothing belongs to us. So we just want to honor the Lord with our tithes and our offering this morning. The white bucket for people that wants to know is for evangelistic work around the world. We are going to the United States soon and Australia. And I believe for a mighty move of God in those nations as well. Then the brown buckets is for the church. These deals on the screen. Irvin is there in the back with the God machine. Come on, let's honor the Lord and then we're going to get into the word of God.
Can we just quickly stand? Father, we thank you for every seed sown this morning. The word says that you are the one who gives seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Thank you that we can honor you with our substance, Lord. We pray that you'll bless your people as your word promises us, that you'll open up the windows of heaven, pour out the blessing over them. We also declare this, Lord, that this is their day for a miracle. Thank you for your word, Lord, that's, that we're about to release. I thank you, Lord, that this word shall touch every heart. Thank you, Lord, that you'll protect our hearts and our minds. The enemy will not come and steal the seed of your word from our heart. But let it penetrate our souls, Lord. And let, us, let, it, let it change us from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus. We say that your word is the highest authority this morning. And we declare it is done for us as we believe in Jesus' mighty name. The people of God said amen. 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 You may take your seat. Thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach this... Um, I feel it in my heart. I'm gonna, I want to call this sermon, No Weapon. Say with me, No Weapon. No this is part one. And Sunday we're going to continue part two. And then we'll see where the Lord takes us. Say with me, No Weapon. No I want you to write that down somewhere. No Weapon. No Weapon. No Weapon. I said, No Weapon. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Isaiah 54 and 17. And I want to read. I want to read what the Word of God says in Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's where I want to, I know it goes on, it says, In every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Part that I want to go to is the scripture that says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, there's many devices, many weapons that the enemy uses against us. A lot of people read this passage and they think, well, this is just when somebody attacks you with a physical weapon. But what God wants to say that there's more than just one weapon that the enemy uses against you. Satan uses weapons against your mind. Come on, somebody better hear me. Satan uses weapons against your faith. So, come on, the, the enemy uses weapons against your family, against your physical body. Come on, so there's weapons that the enemy uses against you to get you out of away from your miracle and from your breakthrough and that's what i want to preach on today that no weapon that the enemy is forming against your mind against your joy against your peace shall prosper against you in the mighty name of jesus and if you believe it you better shout like you do no weapon i said no weapon now i want to quickly show you something i have to jump to another passage of scripture so you don't so that you can understand where i'm going in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, this is what Paul says. This is from verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So before I'm going to continue reading, watch, look at me quickly. The Bible says that even though there's a fight, your fight is not physical. Your fight is not physical. 
I said, your fight is not physical. Satan does not come to fight you physically. Satan comes to, to war against you spiritually. And you have to understand, when you win the war in the spirit, you have won the war in the, in the natural. So people fight in the natural to, to try to get the breakthrough. Your breakthrough is not natural, it's spiritual. Come on, I want to say this to somebody that better be, you better believe the word of God that comes from my mouth. That what God wants to give you in this hour, Satan tries to fight it. But thank God that there's a name above every other name and that Satan must bow his knee because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Now we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. The Bible says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Just go back to the beginning of this verse, please. Paul says, we do not walk, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. In other words, he makes it clear, your fight is not against the flesh. Next verse says, says the following, go on to the next verse. For the weapons of our warfare. So Paul says, the enemy has weapons, but you have weapons. And the weapons that we have is mighty in God. Say with me, mighty in God. So my weapon does not come from man. My weapon is spiritual. And God has already given it to me. When Jesus Christ paid the price on Calvary, rose from the dead, all authority has been given to him. Now he gives me that authority. So Paul says that we have weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For doing what? For the pulling down of strongholds. So God has given you a weapon to pull down every stronghold that comes against you. Come on, if you believe that, say yes. yes. Now a stronghold is established in your mind first. Write that down. A stronghold is first established in your mind. Behind every single stronghold, there is a lie. Behind every single lie, there is a fear. Behind every fear, there's an idol. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, you know, I need to see people free. But to see people free, I have to preach them free. I have to preach you free this morning. I'm not here to preach you happy. I'm here to preach you free. And I'm telling you, strongholds happens in the mind. Because the mind is the seat of authority. That's the seat of authority. Everything happens in your mind. But behind every stronghold, there is a lie. Behind every lie, there's a fear. Behind every fear, there's an idol. I want to teach you this right now. Anything that you fear about becomes your idol. When we saw this, when, when this pandemic hit the world, how people feared a sickness and disease that they can't even see. It became their idol. Everybody spoke about this disease. And, you know, they even gave him a name. But I thank God that that thing has a name. Because there's a name above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every stronghold must bow. Every stronghold must bow. This is why the Bible says that whatever the unrighteous fear about, it will come upon them. Woo! Because there's a stronghold. There's a lie. There's fear. And every fear has an idol. So they start to worship what they fear. You don't realize this. If you fear sickness, sickness becomes your idol. But it starts here. Maybe I have it. I think it's monkeypox. It's not. It's just your mind playing games with you. Okay, your mind is the seat of authority. So Paul says, what must happen when we start to use these things? We, must, we have to pull down strongholds. And then he goes on. Listen to the next verse. Casting down arguments. 
Now, he speaks about people that argue about the word of God. Let me quickly say this to you. In the, in the scriptures, I found this, that there was men possessed thousands of scriptures, but they could not recognize Jesus. Then there was a man that possessed thousands of demons, and he recognized him. You see, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. I want to go on a little bit. You see, I, I want to speak to you this. He says, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What Paul says, Paul says, every, every idea, every thought should be pure, should be holy. If it's not, bring it into captivity, into the word of God. So the antidote to fight this thing, one of the weapons that God has given the church is the word of God. You see what the devil tries to do? Satan tries to bring fear to you and make you question the word of God. He did it with Adam. He did it with Eve. He said, did God really say this? I want to say to you, one of the biggest sins I believe they, they can be is doubting the word of God. Because doubting the word of God means that you say that God is a liar and God is not a liar. You better hear me. There's a reason why God says you shall not commit adultery. The reason why he says that is because what he's trying to say, I am faithful. This is why he says, do not lie. No liar shall inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because I am truth. Are you listening to me? This is why he says no murderer shall inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because I have come to give you life and life abundantly. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. The word of God is our antidote to fight every single weapon. This is how you bring strongholds and arguments down through the word of the living God. The hour is here, people of God, that the only thing that will work for you is the word. And you will be tested by the word. You'll have to know how to use this word. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel a fire in my bones. I said, I feel a fire in my soul. I feel God is about to do something amazing. See, this is why he says, cast it down. Because you have to understand, not everybody that profess they're a Christian are Christians. There's a lot of Christians that don't serve the same God as me. Because their God believe, makes them believe that he's the God who makes them sick. But my God says, I am the Lord, your healer, the one who takes away all of your disease. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. No weapon. I don't believe what their God makes them believe. There's Christians that believe that their God wants to keep them poor because he wants to teach them a lesson. But my God says, you shall remember the Lord, your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Come on, I'm telling you right now. I don't serve the same God as them because they believe that, you know, to, to go through poverty is, is just you showing to God that you are worthy. While my God says, come just as you are and I'll give you the riches of this world. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Not every Christian serves the same God as you and me. You know, God is testing me with this. My God says he himself tests no man. Come on, tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. Not everybody that says I'm a Christian really is a Christian. We don't always serve the same God. Because some of those Christians believe they're not good enough. You have to work for your salvation. Well, my God says that he paid the price. He brought me in. Oh, come on somebody. Most Christians believe they serve a God that wants slaves. Well, my God says I don't want slaves. I want friends. 
When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I became a son and an heir of salvation. Come on, I do the blessings of Abraham. My God says, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Their God teaches them, there's your pocket, my Timudra. My God says, I took it all. It is finished. Shout yes if you understand. So I want you to hear me. Your fight, the weapon that the enemy brings, I believe one of the biggest weapons that he brings is the weapon against your mind. Bringing unbelief into what God has really said. You see, when it comes from the word of God, how do I, just want to get the right word for this. How do I know what a, what a type of man somebody is? Is I have to listen to the word that comes from him. When I hear the word, I can know if I can trust this man. Now, if it's in the word and I release it to you, it's prophetic. Okay, you don't hear me. If I tell you that you will be the head only, never the tail, that's prophetic. That means it must happen for me. It must happen for my family. But you know what Christians do? Christians look around. Who's going to take the word? Instead of jumping up and say, this man is speaking to me. Everything that he says, Lord, I take for me. I take for my family. Hallelujah. Because the enemy brings forth doubt in our minds. You doubt the word of God. You, you, you doubt whether, whether it is from God. The Lord says, I'm going to give you a hope and a future. But yet you wake up one morning and you say, yeah, I really don't know if God's going to do it and how God's going to do it. That's not our business. Our business is to bring everything that's subject to the word of God. Every stronghold from the mind, we have to bring it down. And say, if God has said it, I believe it and that settles it. And if you believe that, shout yes. Now, you know, I want to, I want to take you on a journey through the scriptures a little bit. So you can understand where I'm coming from. There will, there will always be a place where the enemy brings you to a place of comfortability. As long as I can be comfortable. People today don't want to be challenged. They want to be comfortable. Most of the things, listen to me, what you're going through right now, you don't even realize. is because God says you have been in your comfort zone far too long. Or maybe I'm going to have to speak to my friends this side. You, you are going through what you're going through right now when you wonder where God is. He's right in it. But He wants you to open up your eyes and realize that your comfort zone has been killing you and has been stopping your dreams. Every time you get to a comfort zone, the enemy knows that you, you're done with it. Because as long as I have my pillow key, my, my cushion key, and you know, my blanket, I'm, I'm fine. This is my comfort zone. But God blesses outside the comfort zone. The enemy brings a stronghold in your mind and says, this is it. This is, you, you know, you can't go further than that. Somebody spoke to me the other day in church about something. And it hit my spirit, man, when I spoke to this man. It hit my spirit. And I heard the enemy tell me, how will you ever be able to do it? I heard the enemy tell me, how will you ever be able to do it? Because I found myself in a comfort zone. But while God says, get out of that boat and start to walk on the great unknown and I'll keep you. Come on, I want you to declare with me, no weapon. Come on again, no weapon. Come on, one more time, no weapon. I want to show you this in the book of Matthew chapter 8. I know it's a couple of verses, but I want you just to let you understand where I'm coming from. He says, now when he got into a, into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves but he was asleep then his disciples came to him and woke him and say saying lord save us we are perishing 
but he said to them, why are you fearful, are you of little faith? Then he arose, he rebuked the winds and the, and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Let me just picture you something. The disciples knows fishing. When Jesus found them, they were busy fishing. He told them, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishermen of men. They knew the waters. You understand that? You have to understand where this happened. This happened in Galilee. Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, never gets storms. Never gets storms. It's surrounded with mountains. If you, I've been there a couple of times when you stand in Galilee, you stand on the mountain, you can overlook the whole Sea of Galilee. And this is what the Bible says, Jesus went into that boat, into the boat, and he was sleeping in the back of the boat. And you know, what I've realized is that Satan thought, I'm going to kill Jesus in that boat through sending a storm. I'm going to take him out. And so, so Jesus is just sleeping through this all because Jesus knew that my place of comfort is not the boat. I'm destined for the cross. Oh, come on, you listen to me. I'm not dying in the back of a boat. I'm here, sent from the Father to become the Lamb of the world. I'm not going to die in this boat. And what happens when the sea starts to, to rose up? The scripture says that the wind was cont contrary. It was boasting. It was fighting them. Like most people sitting here, there's a wind that's opposing you and fighting you right now. And what do you say? Well, my comfort zone, as long as this boat does not tip, let the boat tip so that you can learn how to swim. If the boat does not tip, you'll never know how to swim. You'll sit in your comfort, in your luxury. Well, God says, I'm going to stretch you. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that he will stretch you from your left and to your right. Enlarge the place of your territory, for God is about to give it to you. I hear the Spirit of God says, wherever you stop, the miracle will stop. Run as far as you can to the left and run as far as you can to the right. And that He will give you in your possession. Do you believe that? If you believe that, give Jesus 30 seconds of crazy praise in this place. Enlarge the place of your thing. Enlarge the place of your thing. Your husband says, my wife, I'm sorry, but your business ideas, your business ventures is too big. Tell him, shut up. God says, left and right. And as far as I am able to go, he will give it to me. Hallelujah. It never storms on Galilee. But at, the mid at midnight, it starts to storm. Jesus is sleeping. The disciples thought they dying. Now they've been with the Lord. He told them he's going to die on the cross. He, they know he, this is the son of the living God. Yeah, they run to him, don't you care? We're about to die. Jesus rose up, he says, where is your faith? I like that scripture, where is your faith? Because their faith was not far from them. Their faith was just sleeping. In the back of the boat. And he rose up and he rebukes the wind and the sea. And it's calmed down immediately. And then they marveled. They said, who can this be? This must be. This must be the one. You see, in the middle of a storm, a lot of times your faith or your lack of that will turn against you. And say, we're about to die. He's about, whew, this is over for us. But when you can hold on to the word of God, like you hold on to your place of comfortability, 
you'll see the victory because God's word did not tell me that I'm going to die in the back of the boat his word promises me that he'll give me life and life in abundance with long life shall I satisfy you come on your business is not going down that's not what God said God said that you will supply all of my needs come on I said all of my needs he made me a promise this is not the way it's going to end listen to me somebody better hear me what you see right now is not where your life will end this is just a scenario but God is just shaking up some stuff and you don't realize that the devil is using a weapon against your mind and your mind tells you that this is it for me I don't know what I'm going to do I'm going to tell you what you're going to do you are going to increase and increase from glory to glory from glory to glory because everything that harasses your mind is coming down. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Satan has harassed your dreams and your sleep for so long. I said he has harassed you. He, you have tossed and turned and did not know what to do. But I'm telling you, every high thing against your mind, every stronghold is being broken by the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, you better jump on your feet and shout glory. The disciples knows the water. They, they understand that. You know, storms being sent, they understand the water. But they've never seen faith operates in this matter. So God makes sure that he sends, he allows the, the, the storm to come. So that the disciples can get out of their place of comfort and learn faith. Please look at me. Your faith will never grow. As long as you're comfortable. Never. Let me go on. Faith will never grow unless you are fed up with the harassment of the devil. As long as you are happy with what your life is turning out to be, you will always be confined to that boat. But the minute you start to realize that it's a stronghold against my mind, it's a stronghold against my family, it's a high thing that needs to come down, God will allow the storm to come because in those times, that's where faith is built. You see the storm, they could see the storm, but you can't see faith. Faith is unseen. It's easy to say, there's a storm. It's not so easy to say, here's breakthrough. Do you know why? Because faith is unseen. Are you listening? People say what they see. Instead of say what they believe. Instead of Peter running to the Lord and said, don't you care that we are about to die? They had to jump up and say, storm, I come against you in the name above every other name. Cease in Jesus' name. That's what God is waiting for us to do. I want to tell you this right now as I feel it in my heart. A lot of times people think that a storm has been sent by the devil. Or God has sent the storm. Sometimes we create our own storms. You make wrong decisions, you create your own storm. You wonder why am I where I am? Because you made the wrong decisions. You've created your own storm. And I'm telling you, the enemy uses that stronghold, that weapon against you. But today weapons that the enemy is using against you shall work for your good. In the name of Jesus Christ, for God has given you a weapon to fight back. And he's mighty in God. Come on, shout with me, no weapon. I said no weapon. Peter and the disciples sitting in this boat, place of comfort. Then God has to allow a storm to tell them, you've not been created for the comfort zone. 
I hear, hear me quickly. Biggest weapon that the enemy uses are comfort zones. I pray that God will shake every comfort zone in this place. That God will make you so uncomfortable you must itch. <laughs> Until he gets you out to do what you need to do. To trust him a little bit more. Listen to me. Dig down. Dig, dig deep down. There's more faith in you. I said there's more faith in you. You say if I can just have his faith. Listen, dig down. Start to operate that faith. It's in you. It's in you. Start to operate that faith. Get your mind in control where the enemy uses. Come on. Bad ideas, bad thoughts and dreams and all those stuff. And get it in, into line with the word of God. God shall do it for you. Now listen to me. I'm going to quote this. I'm not going to read this. You can read this, Matthew 14. The Bible says Jesus prayed for the crowds. Now he says to his disciples, I want you to go ahead of me. Cross over to the other side. I'll get, I'll get them away. But the Bible says as Jesus sent them away, he went on top of a mountain to be alone with God. Now alone with God is very important. I love praying in church. But there's nothing like God answering my prayers when I am shut in alone with him. <laughs> nothing like that. Now here's Jesus on top of the mountain. Now you better hear me. They have the same sea. You could see them the whole time they are sailing. The whole time. Listen to me. The disciples knows the sea. It's their comfort. They know how to fish. They know the water. It's their place of comfort. And while I've, I believe this with all of my heart. Jesus went up on that mountain alone while he's seeing the disciples on that sea. And I believe what happened there was he started praying for them. He said, Father, I thank you for those you have given me. And I pray today, Lord, that their faith will not fail them. I pray, Lord, that when the enemy comes, that the Holy Spirit will raise up a standard against them. And you know what the Bible says? That Jesus saw the wind and the waves started hitting that boat. Now, this, that was not the only boat on Galilee. There was a lot of boats in Gal on Galilee at the, on the sea at that time. But Jesus' eyes was on the sparrow. <laughs> he watches them, even in their comfort zone. He says, Lord, you see those are marked. They are mine. And I thank you, Lord. Just, oh, Lord, I can just see from, from this position, he starts to stand up. And he's looking, and he's looking as he sees the sea and the storm rages against them. And when he finally sees they're in danger, he's like a father that sees that his child is about to make a mistake. And he runs down that mountain. And do you know what he does? He puts his foot on the water, and he starts to walk on that water directly towards that which belongs to him. People said, did you see Jesus walk on the water? Let me just quickly tell you. He walked on the very thing that he contains. He contains the sea. He holds the sea by the word of his mouth. Starts to walk towards, towards that boat. And you know what the scripture says? I love this. He says, Jesus was about to pass them. To pass them. He wanted to pass them. Why? Why are you still here? Come. Come out of your comfort zone. You are supposed to be at the finish line already, but you allow doubt and fear to stray you from the path. Come on, I'm about to go before you. This is why Jesus passed them. He wanted to say, I am going before you. 
I prayed for you, all will be well. But what does comfort do? Ah! It's a ghost. Jesus says, it is I. Do not fear. And you know what? That was still not enough. They said, if it's you. Now, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. He spent time with Jesus. When they hit the comfort zone, calamity struck. They could no longer recognize him, neither his voice. They said, it's a ghost. They didn't cry out, this is Jesus. This is what what your comfort zone will do. Now, I think after the Holy Spirit came upon them, if that had to happen after, Thomas would have been the one that jumped up to his feet and said, ah, it's a ghost. But Peter would have said, shut up. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the rain. He will calm your storm. Make the sun shine again. I know the master of the wind. Come on, just lift your hands and say, I know the master of the wind. And I know the maker of the rain. He would calm your storm. Make the sun shine again. I know the master of the wind. It's a ghost. Jesus says, do not fear. It is I. You see, the Bible says, my sheep knows my voice. They did not know his voice. Every time, as long as you want to be in your comfort zone, I know I'm speaking to the whole church. I'm preaching to myself. Every time you stay in your comfort zone, the longer you stay, the harder it gets to know his voice, recognize his voice in a storm. The harder it becomes to recognize him in the middle of the storm. It is I, do not fear. Peter said, there's only one way that I would know this is you. Permit me to come. In other words, if you study the word, command me to come. Command me your word. Because your word cannot fail. I pray that you find this one. Because if you tell me to come, I must walk. If I fail immediately, it's not your word. Are you listening? If it's you, permit me out of this boat. Command me. Tell me what is next. Tell me your word. Tell me your word, Lord. Jesus says, come. Now, I've told you this many times. Peter did not walk on the water. Peter walked on the word. Come. You will walk on the word of God. I want to prophesy this to you. Somebody needs to hear me. Your next miracle will come because of the word. You have to walk on the last word that God has given you. Walk it out. Don't say it did not happen. Go back to the Lord and say, you have promised me this. Therefore, I'm going to walk out the word of God. My mind, Lord, is the seat of authority. Every stronghold against my mind. I'm breaking it now by the power of God. I'm filling it with the word of the great I am. It is written in your word. I said, it is written on your word. Get out and walk. Too many Christians are sitting in that boat while the Lord says, it is I. Get out. The Bible says Peter got, he got out of the boat. But can you imagine some of those Christians in their zones started shouting, you crazy. Can you swear me? Get back. People criticize Peter for sinking and doubting the word of God, but they forget 
there's 11 men that did not even want to get out of that boat. Don't criticize Peter for sinking. Criticize the 11 for not coming out of that comfort zone. At least Peter started operating his faith. Come on, are you listening to me? Lord, if it be you, command me. Speak your word. Give me the authority to get out of this comfort zone. You see, your comfort zone, Peter had a choice. If you do not come, you die. Your comfort zone will kill you. You think your comfort zone is what provides for you? Gives you your salary? Oh, it's wild again. Oh, your comfort zone. My trust fund. My savings account. My contracts. That's your comfort zone. Your comfort zone will kill you. And I promise you, God will allow the enemy to bring forth storms. To shake you to your core so that you can realize. Let me tell you, when you know God says it's time to get out. When the storm is hitting from every, every angle. Then it's God saying, hello. Do you want to go down or you want to get out? I sat with a guy, spoke to a guy on... Um, uh, in this week, somewhere in the week, spoke to a guy that didn't know what I was doing. And as I entered his office, he told me, just, just sit down, I need to speak to you. I saw you preach. You're a preacher. And I didn't know you were a preacher. He said, somebody sent me a link. I was watching it. One question, he said, who's this guy and who's this guy? He says, the guy that sits in front of me, you don't talk. You don't open your mouth, you just... He says, that guy that preaches, woo, what's he on? I said, Holy Ghost juice, full of sweet wine, no new wine. And he, his life was just changed. And he said, where did it all start? I said, it all started by me hearing God say, it is time to get out of your boat. Because I will make you a fisherman of men. And he said, when I was, I told him I was working for a company many years and I had all these perks and I was standing one December and I heard God say, you will never go back to your job again. You will shake the nations of the world. I did not have any other security but God. And we forsook all for the work of the ministry. Everything, I've laid it down, everything. My wife came after me, laid down everything for the work of God. And I will never forget, my boss called me one morning, my ex-boss called me one morning, after we lost everything, cars, houses, standing on street corners with boards, losing everything but the glory of God. And my, my ex-boss calls me back and he says, if you come back to work, I'll give you double, twice as, as, as you had, just come back. And I said to him, okay, give me time until Wednesday, then I'll tell you. So I'm praying and praying and praying and I didn't, did not hear God. And I thought, well, maybe it's a good idea, you know, going back, I can preach on Sundays whenever I'm invited, whatever. And on Wednesday, I picked up my phone and I heard God say, if you touch it, you will lose everything. And I thought to myself, I don't have anything. But God was not speaking about the materialistic things. He was talking about, you will lose my presence. You'll lose my power. You'll lose the anointing. I said, you will lose the anointing. Get out of your place of comfort so that I can show you that what that thing that was supposed to drown you in, you will walk on. The very thing God wants you to walk in is the weapon that Satan wants to use to kill you. Are you listening to me? But God gives you the victory. I want you to shout, God gives me the victory. 
So I'm going to try to quickly get there so that you understand where we are. So the Bible says that Jesus was about to walk past them. Come, I'll go before you. I'll go before you. No, Lord, if you permit us to walk. Now, Jesus did not say, Peter, come. He was very specific. Peter was the one that says, Lord, if you permit me to come. He said, come. He didn't say, Peter, come. He said, come. He made an open invitation to 12. Not anybody responded. Just one. Just Peter that says, I refuse to die with people who do not want to live. I want to say a nasty thing. If you have people in your circle that don't believe in your dream, get a new circle. If you have friends that keeps you in a comfort zone, get new friends. Get new friends. I can't, I can't say if, you, if your wife doesn't like your comfort zone, get a new wife. I can't say that. You're you, you stuck. You had to know that before you were married. Are you listening to me? But you have to get out of that comfort zone so your faith can start to grow. Shout, my faith will grow. Faith begins at the end of your comfort zone. That's when faith starts, at the end of your comfort zone. Now listen to me. Satan uses weapons to fight your faith because it's only faith that pleases God. Are you listening to me? You can, you can say you have faith. Faith is attached to obedience. Whatever God tells you to do, you better do. Or you're going to miss it. Are you listening to me? You're going to miss it. Now, I'll tell you something, and it is quite personal, but I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I dreamt my wife died in a dream. I, 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 she's dead. But I know in my dream she's of Jesus, and I'm going to see her very soon. But I fell on, on her side of the bed. My dad was sitting at the foot end of the bed, and I was weeping before God. I said, Lord, my heart just died. And I refused to allow in my dream to think my wife is dead. And I said to the Lord, it came to my heart, I said, have I been disobedient? Is this what's costing me my wife because I was disobedient? I, st I stood in my comfort zone for so long. You know, and I woke up. And I said to, in my dream, I said to the Lord, Lord, there's not enough hugs and kisses in this lifetime to show her how much I love her. If I can just have one more time. And he shook me, woke me up, and I was crying. And I heard her next to me. And I thanked God. And I said to the Lord personally, I said to the Lord, Lord, anything that I've done wrong, meaning if I have been in my comfort zone for so long, kick me out of my boat, but don't allow me to lose my loved ones. Rather kick me out of my bed, kick me out of my boat. Are you listening to me? Because Satan will fight your comfort. He'll keep you in your comfort. Come on in your jacuzzi. We have too many jacuzzi Christians. Too many. Instead of get out of that jacuzzi and get into the river of God. Are you listening to me? You know, my, my prayer is for this church today. That everything that has harassed your mind will come to an end today. That any weapon that has formed against you in your spirituality, in your mind, in your, in your heart, in your spirit. The devil will have no authority, no power over you. That God will break it and destroy it. He'll destroy the destroyer on your behalf. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. My prayer is right now that Satan will have nothing, no weapon. You will no, have no weapon to form against you. Hallelujah. It will not prosper against you. It will not prosper against your peace, against your joy. It will not prosper against your hope. It will no longer prosper. 
I want you to stay in faith with me right now and say, devil, your weapons will not prosper. Come on, say this with me. Devil, your weapon will not prosper. Get out of your comfort zone before God has to make you get out of your comfort zone. Are you listening? Get out of that comfort zone. All the things that you see, the seats that you sit on, will be burned away. Do you know that? The seat that you sit on, just time, it's just a season. Do the things for God. I feel the glory of the Lord here. Whew. I'm almost there. I just want to do one more, two more, then I'm done. Scripture says the following, that Jesus stood on the shore, and he's uh, scouting the disciples. And the Bible says this, that the disciples came, and he said, uh, he told them, can I, can I borrow your boat? What was Peter's boat? And he, the scripture says that Jesus asked them just to sail a little bit deeper so that he can preach to the crowd. So Jesus went out and preached to the crowd. And then he told Peter, he said, uh, have you let down, of course, down your net? And, you know, Peter said, Lord, you know, we've been toiling all day. We caught nothing. And the, Jesus told him the following. He says, cast down your net for a catch. And the scripture says that as he cast it down the net, he caught 153 large fish. Now, if you understand that number, scripture, it means he catch numerous big fish. It was so big of a catch. Now, let me just say this to the religious spirit. My God, this is why I say I don't serve all Christians God, because some of the Christians believe that God wants you to suffer and just have bare minimum. While the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord could have told him, yes, five fish, enjoy it. Share it among you guys. But God gave them 153 fish, big ones, so big that the net ripped. The boats were filled to capacity. Funny enough, the Bible says the boats were so full, it was busy sinking. Peter did not cry out, Lord, we're about to die. This time, oh, we're about to eat. Woo, we're going to pay the rent this month. Come on, the boats are busy sinking. Peter did not cry out. You see, this is what God does. God brings you to a place of such blessing when you get out of the comfort zone. Room that you know will have not enough room to contain the blessings of God. Peter was a fisherman. He said, ah, listen, this is my place of comfort. I know exactly what I do. No, you are doing it the wrong way. God's way is the right way. Let down your net for a catch. Did you know that, the, 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 that they speculate on, the, on that sea of Galilee in that day? There was 4,000 fishermen boats. 4,000. Peter said, we caught nothing until Jesus came. And he said, let down your net. I'm about, to, oh, I'm about to bring you to a place of overflow. If you can get out of your place of comfort, meaning the way you used to do stuff, I'm going to bless you that you will not have room enough to contain it. God blessed him in such a way, the Lord blessed him in such a way, that he had to call John and the rest of them to say, come and help me with the blessing. You see, what God wants to do for you is bigger than just you. God doesn't just want to bless you. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blesser. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody. He wants to make you the lender and not the borrower. Come on, tell your neighbor from this day. 
I'll be the lender and not the borrower. Do you believe that? If you believe it, high five your neighbor and say, I take this word in the name of Jesus. Satan will bring a weapon and he'll keep you in your comfort zone. Until you are good and ready and say, Lord, I'm not designed for this boat. Now understand what Jesus was doing here. Because what he actually was saying is, now I'm going to make you a fish of man. You will catch, you will catch people, multitudes of people. But later on in scripture, after Jesus resurrected from the dead, scripture says it was, it was almost, almost late evening, Jesus got to the shore and he saw the disciples coming out of the water and he says do you have any food to eat and they just said no and then he says drop your net on the right side and I can just imagine because the Bible says the disciple whom loved who, who, who Jesus loved he recognized the Lord in other words John remembered a while back said the same thing drop your net at the right side so in other words john remembered the word and he said to peter it is our savior now listen to this jesus told him matthew 28 tell my brothers to go down to galilee i'll find him there you know what peter said i'm fishing in other words peter said i'm going back to my place of comfort this comfort was so nice he undressed himself so what he was saying, I'm here for a long time. Are you awake? I'll, I'll show you this now. Jesus is waiting in Galilee. He said, I'm going fishing. Back to my comfort zone. Well, he's dead and that's the end of us. So I'm just going back to what I know. I'm going to fish. I'm going to be the greatest fisherman ever. And I'll sell my fish. The tuna breaky. And then I'm going home. But I don't want to go home because my mother-in-law is there and Jesus healed her. So I'm not going home. So I'm going to <laughs> As the Bible says, yes, Peter, he's butt naked. He's catching. Strange fellow. John said, it is our Lord. And when Peter heard it was his Lord, the Bible says he took his outer garment, put it on and jumped into the water. So this guy could swim. He was not afraid of swimming. I hope you catch this now. When he was walking on the water and he started to drown, he cried out, Lord, I'm perishing. Fear will cripple you. He could swim. I said he could swim. But he didn't want to swim because fear paralyzes you. Jesus grabbed him by the hands. We know the story. Pulled him out and he said, why did you have unbelief? Why did you doubt? Now, I have to do this because the Holy Spirit instructs me to say this, to, to teach you this. Peter was working a miracle when he walked on the water. Do you know what the enemy does? This is one of the weapons that he uses. In the middle of your miracle, he will use doubt against you. In other words, he did it to Peter. The Bible says when Peter looked at the waves, no longer to Jesus, he's sinking. When he was looking at Jesus, he was walking. Hello? So what the Lord is saying, while you're doing the miracle, keep your eyes fixed on me. Don't listen to the waves. Don't look at the clouds. Just walk. Peter jumped into the water now. And uh, the Bible says they caught fish so much. But this time the net was not breaking. But a lot of fish. 
Peter fell at his feet and he says, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Depart from me, Lord. When they turned to their, to their side, they saw there's already fish on the coal. In other words, Jesus already prepared for them. So what the Lord was actually saying to them is, Peter, you don't have to go back to your place of comfort for provision. I'll provide for you. Are you listening to me? They got to the shore and Jesus already prepared them food. So what Jesus was saying, you don't need your comfort zone to provide. I'll be your provider from now on. I'll look after you. I'll take care of you. Only thing I want you to do is get out of your comfort zone and grow. Don't allow the devil to come on. Don't allow the devil to bring a weapon against your mind. You have weapons in God, which is powerful. Stay powerful for the pulling down of strongholds. Every stronghold in your mind must come down. Why did I say this? Because one of the weapons that the enemy will use against you is in a place of comfort. Are you listening to me? He will use it in your mind. He will tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. To how many people have I preached this morning? How many of you say, this guy has been speaking to me? Lift your hand. Because I, I, I promise you, I preached to myself this morning. God wants us to understand this, that he's so big. His plans for us is so big that we don't need the comfort zone. Now listen to me. We sang that song, the, great, the song that speaks about the I am. It's basically God singing it to his church. I am your comfort. I am the release of your stress. I am. He's your comfort. Your comfort zone must be in him. Can I, can I tell you something? Stop looking for the boat and get into the ark. The ark is God. He's the comfort. Find your joy in him. He's your joy. He's your strength. Amen? And while... You're doing this thing called life. Close your ears to the naysayers. If they cry out, get back into your boat, you're going to die. Close your ears. Start to walk. I want you to hear me right now. When you walk, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. What do you mean when I walk? During life. When you fall in love with Jesus, don't fall out of love. Keep your eyes on Him. Do you hear me? Keep focused on the Lord. He'll become beautiful, more beautiful day by day by day by day by day by day. And you'll realize that my comfort zone was just a joke. Enemy wants to keep you in a place of comfort. I feel the anointing of God. And this is why I say this. That the anointing that God has given us here right now is enough to destroy any yoke that you might feel. I feel this. So I feel a pull to this side. So I want to say this to this side. There's things that you've been praying about. That God's going to do for you in this morning. In this morning. If you believe it, you better take it. I feel it in my heart that there's things, there's things that you've been believing God for that God will do this morning. How many of you this side says, Lord, please, I need the same thing. Then you have to take it by faith. You have to pull it by faith. Say, Lord, whatever I ask, you promise. If I believe it, Lord. You see, the enemy will come and tell you in your comfort, did God really say that? You're comfortable, don't worry. Yes, God did say that. Yes, His promises is yes and amen to you. Come on, His promise will, his promise will never come back void. His word shall be established in your heart. I said His word shall be established in your heart. 
But you better mark my words. Don't, don't look at the economy. Don't look at the world. Don't look at people. Look to Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of your faith. Come on, the devil has come to contain you, keep you in that prison. But this morning you're going to break through that prison cell because you have a weapon in God for the pulling down of strongholds. When the enemy brings fear in your mind, you tell the devil, you're a liar and the father thereof. I believe the report of the Lord. Come on, I believe his word. His word says I can have it. His word says I'm healthy. I take the word of God. I make it my own. Come on. I want you to beat your mind into submission. Every weapon in your mind, break it with the weapons of God. Say, I believe the word of God over my life. I believe he says that he will prosper me. He'll give me a hope. He'll give me a future. He promises me he will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Come on, the stupid devil brought comfort, comfort to your life to keep you away from the blessings of God. You can help me, bro brother Boston. Come on, but you have to tell the devil you're a liar. Devil, you have been caught out. You stole my joy for years. But I'm telling you, I'm here right now to restore my joy. You took my peace. But I'm telling you, devil, I'm here taking back my peace. Come on, you took my family. But devil, I'm telling you, I'm coming for my children. I'm coming for my marriage. I'm coming for my business. I'm coming for my house. I'm coming for my brothers. I'm coming for my sisters. I have a weapon of mass destruction. I want you to say, devil, I have a weapon. And I'm not afraid to use it. I have a weapon. And I'm not afraid to use it. Come on, I'm telling you, I'm coming. I'm coming back for everything that harassed my mind. I'm taking back my sleep. Woo! I'm taking back my joy. I'm taking back my hope. I'm taking back my future. In the name of Jesus, every shackle be broken. Every bondage be broken. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody better rejoice in the Lord. I said, you have to rejoice in the Lord. I'm seeing people sitting in a boat. Oh, I see that boat is so comfortable. But I'm telling you, the master is walking through this place. And say, it is I. Do not fear. Come. Woo. Oh, it's getting uncomfortable here. It's time to get out. Start to walk. Hallelujah. Come lift your hands to it quickly. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Feel promondrich na bramasiendo. It's coming. No weapon formed against me. Formed against my mind. Formed against my peace. Formed against my joy. Shall prosper. No weapon formed against me. No harassment of the devil formed against me shall prosper no sickness formed against me shall prosper no bad news formed against me shall prosper this is the inheritance of the righteousness of God 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. Take a plot against you, but they will not kill you. No weapon. No weapon formed against your business, formed against your marriage, formed against your children and your grandchildren will prosper. Every plan of the wicked shall fall. No weapon formed against your mind shall prosper. Your mind is the seat of authority. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. No weapon formed against my future shall prosper. No weapon formed against my heart. I refuse bitterness and hatred to enter my heart. No weapon. I sense Jesus in this place. Come on, lift those hands to heaven. Lord, your word says in that day, the anointing shall destroy the yoke. This is that day, Lord. I pray for your people. Every weapon that's forming. We have a promise, Lord. It says that weapons will not prosper. So I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter what you feel you're going through right now. It will not prosper against you. It will work in your favor. It will work for your good. It will not work towards against you. It will work for you. It will work for you. But you see, Peter, you have to get out of that boat. You have to leave the comfort behind. Lay down your net on the right side. God's side is always the right side. Lord, show your people. If they have been casting their nets on the wrong side. Come on, right now, I want you to do me a favor just for two minutes. Speak the word of God over your situation. Come on, pick up that weapon. Declare the word of God. Speak life over your situation. Don't curse your breakthrough. Don't curse your miracle. I speak Jesus, Lord over my situation and Lord I thank you you send your angels right now let them bring forth my breakthrough because I believe there's a breakthrough of my name on it Lord I receive healing Lord for your word says that you are the Lord who heals us the one who takes away all our disease it's written Lord that by your stripes we are healed I know you will provide, Lord, for your word says you are Jehovah Jireh. It's written in your word, Lord, that you are the God who shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and in your glory. Lord, I thank you that I, 
I don't deserve your goodness, but because you are good and your mercies endures forever, that I can come as a son, Lord. I can receive from the goodness of God, Lord. I'm an heir of salvation. I'm a son in the house of God. Everything that's yours is mine this morning, Lord. I thank you for your peace. Your peace, Lord. Not the peace of this world. Your peace in Jesus' name. Let it come and flood my soul. Lord, let it flood the minds of people. Right now, I speak deliverance, Lord. I speak deliverance to minds. I speak to deliverance to souls that has been held captive by the devil. I say, devil, let God's people go this morning. Let them go this morning. Come on, you in your seat, start to pray with me. Start to declare the word of God over your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Liberty. No weapon formed against your people's finances, Lord, shall prosper. Come on, lift up the shield of faith. Pick up the sword of the word of God. Put on the helmet of salvation. Say, devil, I come against you in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift those voices and start to pray. Start to pray in the Spirit. Strongholds break. Holy Spirit, take them out of their comfort zones. Shake their boats, Lord. Shake their boats, Lord. Karabando robos, shebrabahando robos. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. Lord, I pray this as I see it. The hour for restoration for your church. Lord, I prophesy seven fat years. In the name of Jesus. Seven fat years, Lord. And Lord, I ask you, let it start now. In the name of Jesus. I receive it right now, Lord. My seven fat years. My seven years of abundance. Of more than enough. Come on, somebody. Your seven years of lack is over. Your seven, seven fat years is over. Lord, I receive your word. I draw from heaven, Lord. I receive it in Jesus' name. Seven fat years. More than enough. An abundance, Lord. An abundance, Lord.
level one more minute you're going to feel the presence of God sweeping across this place lift those voices and pray don't stop praying draw his attention through your prayer come on one minute just press in press in press in the glory of God is about to hit this place Come on, lift up that weapon of prayer. Mantara masi enduro bosi, kia nara basha, enduro bosi kendra khiprimando. Come on, tears is flowing all over this place. The Lord is touching His people right now. Holy Spirit, come! Come on, right up to the back. I want to hear you pray. I want to hear you lift those voices and draw from heaven this morning. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Jesus. Oh. Come on, lift those hands to Him. Master, thank you for your presence. Come on, just yield to Him. He's here. Just surrender to Him. His glory is here. Thank you, Master Jesus. Lord, tears is flowing all over. The Lord is touching His people. Jesus. Lord, let your glory flow. The homesters watching us. Heal the sick. Set the captives free. I ask you a special request this morning, Master. That what I feel right now. Let it move over the airways of the world, Lord. Bring many to you, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Faith City. His presence is here. Come and forget everything is here. It's in the realm of glory where your petitions is answered immediately. It's where you receive. Let your glory come. Let your glory fill this place, Lord. Lord, this whole middle block, I ask you, touch them. Touch them, Master Jesus. Each one of them, Lord. Let the fire, Lord, let the fire of your Spirit burn in them in the name of Christ, I pray. Heal every sick under the sound of our voice. If you are sick, touch the hem of his garment. Right in your seat. I command you in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed of your infirmity. Jesus. Jesus.
as you stand to believe with me right now no weapon formed against me shall prosper nothing that the enemy tries to plan shall prosper against me and my house I want you to agree right now by faith nothing Lord no weapon against my mind shall prosper I thank you Lord you have given me weapons to pull down strongholds and that weapon is mighty in God this morning I refuse to be on the enemy's list I am the head and not the tail my family my house belongs to God my business belongs to God my job belongs to God no weapon formed against me shall prosper I will I will live in the peace and the joy of God and right now by faith I receive seven years of fatness and goodness of God this is my season this is my time in Jesus name so Lord according to your word I know it is done by faith I receive it in Jesus name your peace is my portion hallelujah the Lord I stretch out my hands towards your people and I ask you let it be done this morning for them in the name of Jesus Lord even as they drive home now I believe Sunday that's coming we're gonna have a couple of testimonies and I believe that God is going to turn it around for you even in this week I sense in my spirit there's a woman standing here and you have a big burden on your shoulders and you need a miracle you need a breakthrough but you need